who is a dumbass. Stupid makes me <laughs> It is Erica Mona. It's Damia. And this is Cross Culture. Do you know how we like to start? Hey. Hey. I don't like that. Of course, it's fancy. I love for everybody. It's what? Cross Culture. It's what? Cross culture. It's what? Cross culture. Cross culture. That just still hits. I don't know when I would get tired of it. Never. But it definitely still hits. Never. Because we produced that. Okay. Fun fact, we produced that ourselves. We sure did. From beginning to end. But Erica, how are you? Hello, guys. Hi. I'm sorry, I cut you off. No, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say that this is Damio. And this is Erica Mona. <laughs> I was going to say this is Cross Culture. Because, <laughs> you know, we normally start saying, hi, hello, hello, la, la, la. Yeah. Okay, okay. I'm Erica Mona. And this is Cross Culture. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. It's, you know, we haven't talked to you guys since before the holidays. Mm-hmm. Hope everybody had a good holiday. Everything was cool with everyone. Um... We we both traveled for our holiday break. I went to Atlanta. Yep, I went to Houston. Well, I went to Georgia more so. Oh, okay, so you were in Atlanta, like Probably, the city. Yeah. How was your Thanksgiving? It was cute. It was beautiful. It was fun to see my nephews. Y'all know I'm obsessed with my nephews. Um, my brother just moved to Atlanta, so it was nice to see his new house mm-hmm. and just you know experience all of that and see how it is. So our house is truly bigger in Atlanta too. Like, mm, do you get more? Uh, no, my brother was like explaining it really well to me. He was like, "Yeah, gas is cheaper and all of that, but by the time you factor exactly everything, everything, he said everything is. It's not like it's, it's much cheaper. Yeah. My mom said the same thing about Texas too. Yeah. Like, yeah, gas is cheaper. Girl, gas is like two something over there, G. Mm. and gas is two damn near four dollars over here. Okay. Uh, but everything before you know it to calculate everything it's not much of a difference exactly but it's like you may get a little bit more for your money like land wise right. space wise and stuff um, but Houston and the was, weather the weather is always a plus yes I think that's like the major plus for a lot of people mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying um, but Houston was good you know it's my first time traveling with my son first time of him on a plane so that was good um, I figured out a system because um, I make sure I, I bought early flights like 5 a.m. yeah so the night before I let him play, no bedtime, do whatever he wants to do. So by the time we got to the airport, G, he was knocked out throughout the whole flight, which was like, yes. So that was great. He said no bedtime. Yes. Yeah, so people were like, oh, give him melatonin or whatever. But I've never given him that. Yeah. And I'm like, eh, I'm not necessarily against it or, you know, judge who the parents who, who use it for their kids because it's natural. But he's never had a hard time sleeping. You know what I'm right. saying? So I just kind of want to figure things out myself and see. Then if it's needed, okay, maybe, you know. Mm-hmm. But it was successful in that sense. It was just nice being, you know. It was it was cold in Texas, though. It wasn't. It yeah, wasn't, it wasn't like hot as hell nah, in Georgia uh-uh. either. It was like, oh, I just need a coat, baby. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it was still nice to be out of town. Yeah. I haven't traveled in so long. Like, I was right. like, damn, I haven't been to an airport in mm-hmm. that long. Like, all of the movements is a lot. Yeah, but besides that, how was your week? What was the highlight of your week or highlight of the 
you know, for the past few weeks since we've been away? Um, I guess a highlight is I'm getting a new car. Nice. I don't know if I shared with the I think car. you did. Yeah, did we, you did last okay, time. Okay, so yeah. yeah, yeah, whatever. So I'm getting a new car, which I'm excited about. Mm-hmm. Um, And yeah, that's my penny moment. I'm excited because I look, have wanted a new car for a little bit. Mm-hmm. So it came from, hmm, but... <laughs> But at least, you know, on the bright side, yeah. you're getting something positive out of the whole situation. Yeah. So that is great. Um, I'll say for me, what's the highlight of my week? Um, <laughs> I have two highlights. They've, come, they've already reported to, reported to me that my son is a biter. Okay. <laughs> so all week I've asked, I said, no biting. He's doing better. So for me, That's I'm like, good. yes, because listen, I've been working on that. Second highlight is now I'm like on this like... um. What do I want to call it? Fitness journey, mm. fit farm, weight loss journey. I don't health, health, you know, health healthy. Lifestyle. Yes. So I lost a couple of pounds. And I'm like, okay, yes. I feel a little bit different. I think. I don't know if I'm just in my head about it. But you know, like when you know, like you get on the on the scale, and you're like, okay, you didn't lose a, a bunch of pounds or at least the amount you want. But like anyway, you do feel like I feel like I've lost something. No, Even that's, if the scale that means show. that you've like at least lost you've gotten rid of the bloating. Mm, that's what that first that, you know what that's the big thing that's I the first had. thing so it's like because when you first work out it, it triggers all of that digestive system so it's like yeah you're, you're getting back regular so you're getting rid yes. of the blowing yes yes i'm like damn I, you know i feel like i, I might looking a little collarbone coming back yeah, yes that was the test i gave myself because before i could not feel my collarbones i'm like i'm feeling oh, this, it's a little dip right here you know i went to gym for the first time in like three years two days ago so that was nice so yeah that's good. Self care, self love. I be, you know, I'm just trying to provide myself with the life and the look that I want, and you know, at least be proactive about it. I feel that, y'all. It's December. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to like, like, just start my new year now. Absolutely. I'm just like, okay, like, just do, you know, just get into it, find those moments. Yeah. I'm trying to prepare myself for, for 2023. Absolutely. I think that's great. I think yeah. we make a mistake of saying, let's wait till New Year and we're going to start fresh. But you kind of have to, like, it's a habit. You kind of have to, like, build into it. Like, it's hard to be like, you know, January 1st, you know, you're like, eh. Exactly. You know it's I mean? not going like, to start on not, January 4th. You got to get yeah, prepared for that. Prepare yourself so that by the time that hits, you're like, Okay, I'm in I'm drive. In yeah. Exactly. So I'm really starting fresh. Like, I'm really doing it. But you guys, it's always great to catch up. But y'all know how we like to start. We like to start with the hot, hot topics. So um, let's just dive into a little bit of music news. So the American Music Awards happened um, while we were on break. I feel like all these award ceremonies be happening. And, like, I never hear about it. I just hear what happened. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's always like a this is the controversy around this event. Okay, then it happened. Okay, then here's the result. Yeah. Um. So the AMAs was no stranger to that, but there were a couple of like let's talk about some of the positive things. There were some great wins. We had Wizkid that won for um the AMA for favorite Afrobeats artist. Do you agree with that? I love Wizkid. I'm Team Wizkid. I am too. Do you or do you have a list of the nominees? Yeah. So Wizkid won out of Burna Boy, CK, Fireboy, DML, and Thames. Wizkid. Yeah. Wizkid. And I also want to say I'm really excited that Afrobeats 
was a genre. Yeah. And it was like a full genre. It wasn't just like random. It wasn't sprinkled with reggae. Right. It was like a full, like all of these are Afrobeat. Absolutely. I, I agree. Because they do have reggae. They do have Latin. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's high time for us to have like Afrobeat. So, and I do I do agree with the nom- nominees too. Like that's a good category. Yeah. Like all these people had a great year. Exactly. Um, great year. Yeah. kid. Yeah, absolutely. Um, for the favorite R&B song was Break My Soul. Is that R&B? I was about to say I disagree with it because I don't think it's R&B. I saw, I saw the whole controversy about that. People were like, okay, they gave her too many nominations. And too many. And they got to stop doing Beyonce like that. And maybe Beyonce got to do the Silk Sonic route one year where she just puts out music but doesn't submit herself for awards. Oh, okay. Just so you year. have, so they could do that. Yeah, that's what Silk Sonic did for the Grammys. Why did they do that? Because they were like, we've been sweeping, and we just don't want to do another sweep. We want other okay. people to get a chance okay. to win. Okay. Um, but Break My Soul won against uh, Money Long's Hours and Hours, Ooh. Silk Sonic, Bruno Mars, and Anderson Park smoking out the window, SZA's I Hate You, and WizKid featuring Tim's Essence. And this is what what category is this? Favorite R&B song. Yeah, Break My Soul was not R&B. It was dance. It was pop. It was dance, pop, house. Like, it wasn't R&B. Yeah, it wasn't not, There was nothing soulful Especially and rhythm and blues. all the rest of these songs. Come on. So if not Break My Soul, who would you have given it to? Out of even, I really like the hours and hours and hours song. I'm even gonna start as R and B. Oh, I did like the. What's the second one you said? Um, Smoking out the window. Probably that. I like that. I would. Hmm. I wouldn't mind the. I feel like I was gonna say because I feel like Essence didn't get the awards it deserved. It did not. And you know what? Upon them adding Justin Bieber to it, it didn't give them anything. Yeah, I think for what the song did in the streets, it didn't get enough awards. It should have um, been that that song. No, yeah. that's R&B. That should have been that. Then um, Renaissance won for favorite R&B album. Again, I felt like it, it was wasn't a, R&B she album. She submitted it as a dance album. Because when you saw it on Apple Music, it said dance. I said contemporary dance something. It was not R&B. Yeah, and the same goes for Drake being in that category for Honestly, Never Mind. I don't agree. That's not R&B. Um, Silk Sonic. I think Summer Walker could have taken this. For what category St- again? For favorite R&B. Still over it. Okay, like album? Yeah. Okay. You know, I didn't really... I li- okay, I did listen to it. It was a great album. And I think out of all of these others, it was th- one of the only real true R&B. R&B. Exactly. Come on. And, you know, and I feel like the award shows like this, they d- really do discourage artists like Summer Walker. Yeah. Artists like um, Ariel. Ariel. You know what I mean? Ari- <laughs> I'd be Ari Lennox. Sorry. <laughs> Isn't Ari style? It's just for Ariel. No, uh, well, I guess it could be. Yes. Girl, boom! It's Ariel Lennox. Okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, money long. I feel like it, it really does discourage yeah. them because, like, one, they worked super hard. Yeah. They got. They have the fan base. They're listening. Like they went platinum. You know, not just like oh, award wise or whatever, but also on social media. Exactly. And it is truly R and B. Yeah. It's so just, it's like, like it's a game. It is a it's, game. It's a game. It's the same game that allows Glorilla to be Grammy nominated. Girl, I know we talked about last week. I'm like, wait, that. It's a game. Wait. Anyway, what other category if you have one? Um. So wait. So future Drake and Thames won. Um. With wait for you for the uh, AMA for favorite hip hop song. Okay. Um. And it was against Jack Harlow's First Class, Kodak Black, Super Gremlin. Lotto, Big Energy, and Lil Nas featuring Jack Harlow, Industry Baby. Hmm. Quite frankly, I don't think any of those songs are hip-hop enough. Now, except, except for Kodak. 
Exactly. None of them songs give hip hop for real. It's more hip hop. It's pop. Yeah. More hip hop. Like Industry Baby. I don't see nothing more. I don't, that's not yeah. hip hop, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Big Energy. Mm-mm. Yeah. Not with that uh, Mary Carey Dude, sample. Nah. Just no. no. Wait for you, I guess. Shit, that damn near is R&B. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the, I don't know. I think that all these award shows are super rigged. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people talked about the Soul Train Awards that just passed. They said the performances were really good. Okay. That was like a highlight of the Soul Train Awards. That They said all of the live performances were excellent. So I do want to see if I can catch that on a rewatch. Mm. Okay, okay. That's definitely interesting. Yeah, I just, hopefully one day they it's like a genuine like thing, like nominations and wins, because it's just giving like, come on. Like, exactly. It's not even making it fun. Um, but speaking of like awards and shows and all that, World Cup, let's go into soccer a little bit. It's happening. So World Cup is basically this, you know, major um, soccer event or competition, you know, amongst various teams, countries and stuff. Mm. So it's being hosted in Qatar um, and it is from November 20 to December 18, I believe. And it's full. It consists of 32 teams. Um, so it's going on right now, and I know on social media, like, Ghana was, who was Ghana playing, actually? But they lost. Ghana was playing Uruguay. How do you say? Yeah, Uruguay. Uruguay. Okay, but they lost 0-2. to two. Right now, Cameroon and Brazil are playing, and Cameroon is leading. So basically, they're divided into different groups, and this is, like, a major thing. Because especially when I, me growing yeah. up in Nigeria, this, this is what we all watch. Whether yeah, you like World it or Cup. not, G, it's on every news channel. Every channel you're watching the World Cup. Nigeria never makes it to the top, Sha. That's hilarious. It literally never makes it to the top. But this is a major thing, especially, like, for the country that it's hosted in. So um, with it with Qatar being chosen, it's the first Arab country that's yeah. hosting the event, and apparently they said so far it's cost two hundred twenty billion dollars. You know, um, and it's controversial because it's a Muslim country. Yeah. Um, and you know, certain Muslim countries they do have really strict laws strict and laws, stuff. Yeah. Um, so people are like, okay, you know, how would this affect you know, or how would it play a role with the religion and you know the customs of the country. Um, but I'm just excited to see how it goes. They do this every year. Um, so far, Brazil have won has won this World Cup championship five times. Damn. So they're the leading. Um, France has won twice, and the one they're the one who won last year too. Okay. So let's see. Hopefully, an African country can take it. Because I'm like, we good. At, we are good in soccer. I'm like, what's ball. the issue? Like, why are we not making it? But you know, I feel like lack of resources is what it is. Yeah, our countries we don't invest in our in our athletes the way other countries do. Okay, they're not the multi million dollar athletes like no, yeah. like because like do y'all have good fields? You know, are y'all paying your coaches? Because you know, um, you know, there's this um conversation of athletes like let's say um track stars here in America and they're Nigerians is that like confusion like do I represent Nigeria because oh, I'm yeah. Nigerian or do I represent America mm-hmm. um a lot of them say like they get confused because yes that's my bloodline um Nigerian no matter what but what country invested in me what country exactly. allowed my talent to grow what country nurtured my talent okay. you know what I'm saying like it is America whatever country so I can't blame them if they choose another country to represent. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't feel like they should feel forced to represent their native country, especially if they didn't live in that native country. Okay. If that na- that country didn't, like, provide scholarship or anything for them, you know? 
Um, so I feel like African countries, the only way we can really like at least be in, like in the top category, the top group, whatever, at least maybe second place, top place, is if we truly do invest in our athletes and provide them what they yeah, need. Yeah, it just be like little stuff, accommodations, how you living, what's the, you know, all of that adds up. But going back to what you did say about the um, World Cup being in Qatar, I know that there was conversations about them not having, um, selling alcohol in the stadium. Mm. How do you feel about that? Like if you were going, I mean, they say that like, because I've never been to like, I don't really go to professional sports games mm-hmm. like that. And part of the experience a lot of people talk about is like drinking at mm-hmm. games. Um, so how do you think, what do you think about that with them banning it and it's like a worldwide event? Let's be real. Soccer fans go crazy. Yeah. They are super emotional. They go, like, they be having riots and shit. There's literally an Iranian guy was shot to death because he was praising the fact that Iran got beat by whoever they played against. So, no, my first take is, you know, I'm, soccer is not so serious in America. No, you know it's uh, serious, yeah. Like, you, football is more of an American sport. Yeah. But every other country is soccer. soccer. Yeah. So those people really do, cra- do get crazy. So on the bright side, it may be best so that, you know, once you drink, you know, your energy is hyped. Everything yes. is hyped. You know, you're super passionate, whatever. That may prevent, like, incidences from happening, accidents from happening, things like that. However, it does in a way take away the fun from it because it's like, yeah, we're watching a game. You know, drinking is kind of part of the culture of like watching any game, you know, or sports. So I see both ends, but it is what it is. Like when you are in a certain country, you do have to abide by their customs, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, look, (laughs) pregame. Okay. Like, look, pre- just that's just it, pregame. You'll sneak something in, you know what I mean? Like, find a way. Okay. Um, switching gears. So let's talk about Lawrence Fishburne. So Lawrence Fishburne is a great actor. I love Lawrence Fishburne. Mm-hmm. Some people know him as uh, Morpheus from The Matrix. He played Ike in Lo- What's Love Got to Do With It. He was the father in Boys in the Hood and a number of other acting credits. Mm-hmm. So recently he opened up about seeking therapy after being physically abusive to his first wife. Mm. So as we all know, he played Ike in What's Love Got to Do With It? And Ike Turner is famously um, known for his abuse towards Tina Turner. Mm. So he got on a podcast with Jamal Hill where he talked about the role. And while talking about it, Fishburne opened up and saying that he had some experience with that as a young man. And he ended up doing a lot of counseling. Um, he says, I found a great African-American therapist who helped me deal with my anger issues because he had been physical with his first wife. Um, so let's pause. Like, whoa. Right. Whoa. Like, whoa. I did not know that. I, would, I wouldn't even, like, guess that of him. I bet too. he, I guess he was acting from experience with that Tina Turner movie. Okay. Huh? So that, that is something crazy, but let's expand the conversation to like, as, as we just said, it's like, whoa. And I think in Gen Z culture, they would have damn near canceled him. Like, what? Absolutely. Is that woman beater? Or whatever the hell he said. But I love that he talked about going to therapy. We we pride mental health and therapy so much. So it's almost like what it becomes the moment where something is forgivable. Mm-hmm. So I'm asking. Oh, you're asking is if it is forgivable? Yeah. I mean, yes, it is forgivable simple, simply because of the fact that Everyone deserves forgiveness. I see it that way. Everyone deserves a certain chance. Um, but at the same time, it's scary because, you know, it's like when people say once a cheater, always a cheater. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Once a domestic violence abuser, 
always an abuser. You know what I'm saying? Like, if a guy hits you once, there's a higher chance he gonna hit you again. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like, how do you get past that? And like, do they truly? Can you truly? Do they truly heal from it? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm quite curious to hear what the therapy session was like. Like, right. what was the conversations and how? How does he decipher, like, in his mind, in his new relationships, wives, whatever, like, okay, I'm angry. I ain't finna slap her ass. Damn. You know what I mean? Because that's how it is. Like, they're that mad. It may be this little thing or a big thing, but, like, I'm gonna beat you right now. I'm gonna punch you. It may be a reflex. It may be, it may be, be, I feel like some of them is so innate that they they don't even think about it. It's like, I'm slapping you right now. Yeah. So what moment is he like, or how does his brain, or how does he cost himself, like, do not slap this bitch. (laughs) <laughs> go out for a walk I think it's like him doing the work is really powerful mm. like honestly saying he went to therapy for that cause I think that like and how long was the therapy for I would hope long enough for him to really reflect you mm-hmm. know um, but I think that's powerful to know that that's something that you go to therapy for cause I think like the idea of beating women it really does like almost come from the idea like I think some men approach it as it was in that relationship. Like, it was a toxic relationship. Oh, it's that person. Yeah. Hmm. And I think that some, some, a lot of time men don't understand that, like, when a man beats a woman, it's different than, like, oh, me and this person just brought out the worst in me. Mm-hmm. Because it's like there's something innate about the power in you that you don't understand. Mm-hmm. So, I think that it's, for him not like, go to, to therapy to do that work, it made me trust the process a little bit more like the process of therapy that this actually works like the process of him being reformed okay so then i can feel like okay i can forgive you if your actions begin to align okay because i think like you know almost connecting it back to the amas you know that chris brown was supposed to do the performance Mm -hmm. the tribute to michael jackson for the 40th anniversary of thriller and um, they're saying that it was canceled. And officially, they didn't say it's because of Chris Brown's history or whatever. But the conversation came up that Chris Brown has not really performed on a major stage ever since the incident. Um, really? He's never? Stage. Not really, not since that incident. And what are we considering major stage? Like major award stage? Yeah. Okay. You know, like he hasn't done that Grammys, type of AMA, Video yeah. Music Awards. Okay. He hasn't had those public those public things. Like we yeah. don't even see Chris Brown like that. We hear him, but we don't see him. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people are now like, you know, you heard Kelly Rowling, you heard Jordan Sparks, kind of come out and say, like, it's time to forgive Chris Brown. Mm-hmm. But I think the difference now is that we don't know if Chris Brown has ever done the work. We don't know that. And that's a that's a key point you just said. We don't know if he has. Because like, you know, we still see I mean, of course we've not seen anything relating to domestic violence regarding Chris. But we still see some nonsense. You I mean, know what I mean? Yeah, people always have related to Rihanna, but he had a lot with Karuchi. So today he has a restraining order from Karuchi. Really? Yeah, they have. she has a restraining order against him. Yeah. Yeah. He does give very unstable. He had he had a he had a a, a phase. Let's let's mm-hmm. let's let's acknowledge it that Chris Brown was you know now he's been quiet whatever whatever but it was a moment where he was exploding everywhere. He definitely was. Um, I don't know. It's it's. Would you be with someone who had a history of domestic violence that you knew right. that you knew like. Oh, they, you know, they said he used to beat his girlfriend. Like the shorty from the real estate show that's with Ocho Cinco. Ooh. So, you know what? You know, that situation is quite peculiar. 
But maybe not necessarily because I know that Ocho Cinco with, um, what's her name? Evelyn. It was like a one time. It was like he headbutt her one time, right? Yeah. It wasn't like she didn't say there's a history of him beating her, whatever. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like also with those situations, one times are one time enough. It's a one time moment enough to be like, I'm done. Uh-uh. I'm not going to let this happen again. I think it definitely depends how bad it gets. It depends how bad that one time is. Because I think that like... You know, to know that you're capable of exploding like this. Not just like a hit or a slap, but a real, like, explosion. Because, like, I think that headbutt was like, it just was like he headbutt her, and that that did a lot. And headbutt head, is dangerous. A headbutt is a lot. You know what I mean? So for you to headbutt somebody, that's the... That's a damn violent. You could have pushed me now. Why yeah, you going to headbutt Exactly. Me? Like, there's a difference between you pushing me, mm-hmm. you choking me, and you, like... Choking is scary. Haymaker on me. You know? it's, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. So it's like it's levels to the type of. It is. Listen, for me, G, any little sign, bitch, I'm out. No, being shook up by a man is scary enough, girl. But there are levels to it because there, there is like, oh, he shook me up. Yeah. Versus he was beat, like he was punching me. Yeah, yeah. Versus he burned me with an iron, like you know when we see in P Valley, how Derek does Mississippi, like that is a that is a lot. Um, but it's like it's also one of those like, do you want to wait to find out how bad the next one we get? So even if the first one is a, a little choke or a little shake or a little jiggle, whatever the first one may be, it's like, do you want to find out what that next one is? No. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the scary part. And I do believe that sometimes relationships are different, right? Because I was also tell my guy friends like, don't be a woman that would provoke you to hit her. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, right. you know, not that, oh, you have this natural whatever, or you're the type to want to hit a woman, but I do believe there are some women who are so pushed. toxic. Yeah. Where you're doing something so violent. Um, an incident from a friend told me a while ago of how um, the lady and the guy was getting in an argument, right? And so she had the baby in the stroller with her. And I guess in an argument, she kind of pushed the baby in the stroller to him. And he... He be he, he I think he put, he punched her ass like what the hell are you gonna put the baby at risk? In a way I could get it in the sense that like damn you know what I'm saying because as a mom why would you even put your child in that situation? Yeah. Why would I've heard other cases of friends tell me that oh um their baby moms was hitting me while she was carrying the baby yeah you know what I mean so it's like things like that there are women who are like hit me beat me what you gonna do yeah. who would really force you to do it yeah. so like it goes both ways because women are abusive too women are abusive so if you see, I don't like it if you see if a woman or a man is provoking you because sometimes men be doing shit like I'm gonna slap you <laughs> like you deserve a slap so if a man or woman is provoking you to get out of character to slap because listen once they call the police you don't want no shit on your record. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, you have to think about the bigger picture. But it is it is good to know that therapy works and one can yeah. be reformed. That, you know, that I would say that that was surprising. Yeah. I mean, so far as we know, again, we don't know Lawrence Fishburne. We can't say, but I think we, we would have never guessed that he had that in him if he History. didn't reveal that. Mm-hmm. So something had to happen. Absolutely. Next on the list, since we're talking about second chances, um, a British teacher decided to resign from her job after being outed by her students for having a profile on OnlyFans. Christy Butchen, who worked at the Burnerman High School in Glasgow, this is in England, um, was left mortified when photos she uploaded onto the subscription-based site were being shared amongst fellow pupils mm. and their parents, leaving her with no choice but to quit her job. The 33-year-old um, 
claimed that she did it to, um, you know, she needed money to care for her son. So now you're a teacher. My question is, what, you know, what, what are the boundaries? Is it fair or unfair that teachers cannot live or have a separate life from, from teaching? Can she not, or is she not allowed to have an OnlyFans? So when you, in all my teaching jobs, mm-hmm. I've, there's always a part in the contract that talks about our social media. And what they tell us is that, you know, don't display yourself on social media in a way that does not represent the values of the school. Okay. Because at the end of the day, you still are attached to the school. It's, it's like a contract thing. Like, teachers are contract workers to mm. a degree. Right? So it's not necessarily like I'm just working there. It's also like, because I have a contract, I'm representing the, you know, this is a clause within my contract. Um, I think it's unfortunate that we get held to this regard of being these, like, very elite public servants. Like, oh, you're a teacher. You can't do that. You a teacher, so there's a certain like respectability politic that follows it. Mm-hmm. But we don't get paid like we get res- like we respectable. That's true. So that's just it's the juxtaposition. It's like if she was getting paid like y'all see her, then she wouldn't be doing it. Exactly because the reason for her doing it was because she wasn't getting paid. I guess it's like you y'all are like you know how people view politicians like. If you're running for office, we dare not see anything come, you know, any uh, news or any secret about you, you having a, a side chick or you had an abortion or whatever, or you, you watch porn or something. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think it's, it, definitely, it definitely feels like a lot of pressure, doesn't it? Does it feel like a I lot mean, of pressure yeah, or is it because... Yeah, to a degree, like even with us having the podcast, Ooh. Um, you know, I you know I don't like... First of all, I go by a different name at work, so there's that. Okay. And... Yeah, like, I try to not, you know, I mean, I know some teachers that are that have risque lives on social media. Oh, on social media. Yeah, they're a little bit more naked, or they, you know, they you see the club, the twerking videos, or whatever, whatever. Um, I had a co-worker that, you know, had some explicit videos, I mean, videos and pictures on Instagram, and it kind of circulated. If nothing else... How explicit are we talking? V, explicit chicken. V-line, a little towel type situation oh this is a guy yeah oh how is that handled and it just it really just kind of got around like gossip i think more so it it ends up being more embarrassing Mm -hmm. because also there's like the thing of like as a teacher especially when i was teaching middle school this is actually bigger when i was teaching middle school because still today a lot of my students from middle school follow me Mm -hmm. and even my high school kids follow me okay and that'd be the thing it's like they find you Mm. And then there's like a fourth wall that's broken because yes. they see you as a teacher. Yeah. They don't really see like, you as a this person. How she get down? You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. when my high school students found out that, like, oh, she's 25. I think the reality of like me being that young, it was like, oh, we peers. We did like there's a fourth wall that's broken. When mm-hmm. they start learning certain things about you, they feel like, oh, they it's, know you. It's over relatable. So there's that that you try to keep like a mystique. So do you allow your students to follow you on social media? Um, when I was teaching the older grades, uh-huh. I would let them follow me at the end of the year, almost like a treat. So like if they're about to like graduate yeah. or like if you're no longer their teacher. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I yeah. mean, your social media isn't like anything like. Right. Cause I still move like a teacher. Mm-hmm. Like, so I move like my social media, like I, I, I may curse it a little bit here and there, but. But I feel like you mainly post on your close friends. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. I've always wondered like, hmm, like is that too much pressure? But now nah, at least she could focus on her. Uh huh. Only fans, okay. And make Period. double, make more money. Make more. You got more time. Yeah. Um. Okay. 
What do we have next on the list? Okay, you guys. So there's a little bit of scandal going on with Good Morning America. So there are Good Morning America hosts, TJ Holmes and Amy Robach, right? Both of them, um, TJ is a black man and Amy's a white woman, and mm-hmm. they are co-hosts on Good Morning America. So, you know, I don't even watch Good Morning America frequently because mm-hmm. I'm at work. Yeah. But the tea is they have a lot of chemistry. Okay. So what has happened is that they have been caught on a romantic weekend getaway, despite the fact that both of them are married. Both of them are married, and they were caught on this romantic getaway. Of course, TMZ being TMZ dropped Hilarious. the pics. And it's just been scandalous. They, I think they went to a cabin, right? They're thinking yes. no one. They thought they were discreet. No one's going to find out. But listen. But the tea is they've been having this affair for months. months. And actually, they um separated from their partners. Both of them. Separate from the partners, like, during this whole controversy or before? Like, a little bit before. Like, this is like, we're oh. finding out. But, like, maybe, like, a week ago, um, the wife moved out. The, um, I'm sorry, Amy moved out of her, her husband's place. So my question is, is it that she's moving out, like, because her husband probably found out about this juicy details? Or was it like a, hey, babe, this isn't working out? Like, I'm just trying to figure out when is the separation. And that's is the question. I think because if it's like they really just genuinely fell in love or whatever, it's fucked up because they were both married. But, hey, it be like that sometimes. Or was it a scandal? Was it really like they've been sneaking around and then the spouses found out and now they're just like more comfortable because their spouses found out? I think it could, it can be a combination of all things. Because even with the, um, the Good Morning America, the team said they had no idea about this happening. Mm-hmm. I think it's a combination of all and, you know, it is also risky because it's the only thing about like um, actors too when they ha- when they act as like Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Okay, you, know what I'm saying? you have a role together. It's real. It's real, especially if y'all intimate, y'all close every day. Y'all see me for a good three months. Have you y'all- fallen in love with a co-star? <laughs> My accent has not reached into that. That's not good. Oh, I level. had a co-star that we was boo loving. Hey, Lily. This is in high school. Though. It got deep. It was deep. It was in high school. Though. Oh, was this that your first love? I mean, I don't know if you consider him your first love. Wow, the no, way but, you... But then, you, at that moment, I believe you told me that, oh, you... I can remember when we got off... Listen, you we got off this yellow school day. bus. This bitch was like, I love him, tearing up. I'm, in my head, I'm like, wow. Erica couldn't relate. <laughs> I could not! <laughs> I'm like, wow, at your age, you are saying you are in love? At my age, I was. <laughs> Heck you I was like um, 16, 17. But yeah, no, like, I think part of it too was because, you know, we were in so many roles together and all yeah, that. Yeah, and it's like you end up spending more time with them than you do with your spouse yeah. based on your work. And I'm sure Good Morning America, they have to be there, heck, probably at 5 a.m. Okay. Every and then day. Leave at like 3 and, and then go on location. And, and they all probably did pop. Probably had, you know, little issues in their marriage that, like, okay, that was not exciting them. So each other, like, oh, this somebody, we're in the same field. We're exciting each other. Do you think it's inappropriate? What's inappropriate? Their relationship. It is inappropriate. Especially that they're married. Okay, outside. So, like, again, let's say the situation was once they started feeling each other, they started leaving their marriage. You know, they, they separated, whatever the case. Let's say they did it the right way. Yeah. Is the relationship still appropriate off the fact that they're co-workers? I think so. I think that whole concept of saying, 
oh, co-workers should not date. I think a little bit it's unfair. I get I get the purpose of it, you know, to eliminate drama. You know what I'm uh-huh. saying? Drama happened, bullshit may happen. But, like, if we're adults, both co-stars or co-workers are adults. It's no minor, minor in the situation. Yeah, like, they're with each other 24-7. What do you expect? Right. And they're both attracted to each other, like, it's human nature, human attraction. I think it's unfair to say to have that clause of you must not date whatever. I think, okay. yeah, I think the thing must be like if you are start to date, let let us know. Maybe let the job know or let the higher so you, management so you know. Think that it's a, it's something that should be disclosed to upper management. I don't, you know, I feel like if it's getting to a point where it's serious, maybe I understand the concept of like, oh, privacy, because you may not be ready to tell anybody, you know. So it, it definitely is a tricky situation because I heard like Tyler Perry doesn't allow his actors to date each other. What? But he yeah, got yeah, actors yeah. that's engaged to each mm-hmm. other though. He doesn't. But they probably were like they, the actors you're talking about, they didn't work on set together. They were on the same show together. Oh, um, but I thought I, they was on Sisters together. You talking about the the main um whole, the main. Actress from yeah, Sisters. No, her boyfriend is on. Um, oh. Her husband is on that show. Oh, okay. No, um, I forgot. It was some actor I don't remember their name that she did like her co-star. Uh, girl, hold up now. It's Real Housewives of Atlanta. Demetria. Oh yes. Yes. And Bob. Oh. Do you? Uh, this is old. Old. This is like season fucking five, yeah, like six seven. type of stuff. Mm. Yeah, yeah, season seven actually. Um, and she was on. Was that Meet the Browns? Yeah. Was it Meet the Browns? Yeah. Was it Meet the Browns? It was Meet the Browns. House of Pains. It was House of Pains. Oh, Meet true, the Browns. true. It was House she of Pains. She was a crackhead from House of Pains. Yeah, you're right. And Bob was one of like the producers, runner of the show. Whatever. And she was the saying they was keeping it a secret. And she dated for seven, eight years. But. And she said we kept it low key because Tyler Perry didn't like it. You know, didn't want people. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like, uh, I, I, after two years, I ain't keeping it low key no more. Right, a whole year, I ain't keeping it low key. No, like, I would hey. say I, I would let the year ride because it'd be like that in showbiz. After two years, though, for real, no, nah, we telling people. I ain't finna be a secret now. Okay, at that point, like it's time to be outside. Exactly. So I, it, it definitely is a like a finicky type of situation. But were they inappropriate? Were they wrong? Yes. Yeah, I think it's just like, I don't know. I just feel like there's certain honors that you need to give me as, like, your wife. Like, even if you want to break up with me, don't do it with your fucking co-star and it's public like this and it's like, like, bruh, give me the honor. Like, don't even come out with the fact that you with her for mad long. I don't understand how this man think because especially if you're, and this really happens with men in the spotlight. You know you're in the spotlight. You know what I'm saying? How do you think you're really going to get away with it? Like, be smart about it. Like, what's the name? Eddie and Lorraine. You remember they was doing that Lifetime movie, them white people, the country singer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. That was another one where it was scandalous like that. They're still married, though. They are still married. Because his ex-wife was in Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, and I used to watch it. What's and she? she had two sons with them. Uh-huh. And the whole situation was, he would be like, oh, I'm going... um on a trip with the guys, but it's actually with the girl. Damn. You know what I'm saying? Like, little things was, and then he was also dating a waitress. It was nonsense. And just, me lying, and just like man. with this Neil Long situation, too. Yes. You're in me. such a public line. You're in a limelight. How do you think you're going to get away with it? You you know, you may get away with it for a couple of weeks, a couple of months, but listen, what's done in the dark will come to the light. And with that situation, when it comes to light, it's in broad daylight, in media light. Okay, I don't like know. that. That'd be a whole nother situation. It, it's too messy. It's too messy. 
Okay, so I'm going to read something. It says, I don't know who needs to hear this, but I am not your Christian savior. I didn't come here to uphold your beliefs about God. I will not fit into this box you try to put me in. I won't satisfy you in that area. Please find the person that will or ask yourself why you care. So this statement was made by Thames um, for her photo shoot um, for Days magazine. So basically, people said that when she first came out, you know, when she was underground, she was all about Jesus, right? Mm. They said, you know, she even said, oh, she doesn't dress openly or promiscuous or, you know, show body, whatever, because, oh, as a child of God, my body is for Jesus, okay? So now that she's all famous and popular, um, you see the way she's dressing, yeah, you know, she, she out sex there, appeal sex appeal, she but whatever, she's saying that, y'all don't come at me with the Jesus stuff. Okay. So now my question is, do we put too much or have too much expectations on this stars? Or is it that, you know, this stars also, when they get a taste of the limelight, taste of fame, they're like, oh, let me branch out. Does the fame change them or is their true self coming now? Like, which one is it? Cause I think might- both. It reminds me of Chloe and Haley, especially Chloe, right? Mm-hmm. They came as like, you know, cute, innocent girls doing covers on YouTube, you know, fully dressed modestly. They have yeah, their locks. Yeah, they were teenagers. They're good girls, whatever, whatever. And then, boom, she's all about the booty, pow, pow, pow. And like, are we, what, what's your thought on if it's both, what's the explanation for both? I think it's definitely both because it's like, as I get older, it's very important for women to have that coming of age where they're in tune with their sexuality. And it's like, it may sound vulgar, me saying the word sexuality. It doesn't mean I'm saying be a hoe. But it's like, I think that it is important for women to understand that I'm grown and I'm a sexual being and people find me attractive and these are the attractive things about me. Because that that really frames your thought process about yourself. Mm -hmm. So I think that it's important, like, as people grow up, to have that moment. Even if, you know, later in life they decide to be more reserved with it or more open with it, that's a different choice. But, like, just to be aware of it is important as a young lady. So it's just that their moment is in the light, in the limelight. It's, just, it's the limelight. You know, because I think that it, it took me a long time to find that moment. I think I'm still searching for that moment. What moment? The moment of being, like, I'm a sexual being. Mm. You didn't have your face where you were dressing, dressing you know, showing no, you body. you me, did I? I mean, I'm asking you. <laughs> That's all about. I mean, oh, are you saying you're in that phase? No, I think that I go in and out of that phase. Like, I agree. There's moments where it's like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm a hot girl. I'm outside. I'm aware of this. Mm -hmm. Um, but then there's moments where I feel like I'm like, I give my sweats and Mm -hmm, like my mm -hmm, Tims. Um, but. Yeah, I just feel like it, it, as women, it's important. Like, I didn't. Like, I think I know there was a moment where I was hiding it. That's what hiding I was saying. what? My sexuality. And is sexuality defined by what you wear? No, but just even like I don't. I didn't try to talk about it. I didn't try to flirt. I feel like I tried to almost avert the idea of me being a sexual being and having relationships with men and this that, and the other. Can one use their appearance to define their sexuality? For sure. Mm-hmm. That's part of it. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm wearing this because I feel sexy in this. Got it. Got it. I hear that. I agree, too. It's a little bit of both. I also do feel like fame or um, social media or just being a spotlight may also pressure some to, like, 
be sexy, be hyper exactly. sexy. You know what I'm saying? Like people need to see more skin. People need to see more booty. People need to see more of you so they can relate or find you more attractive. Um, because I do believe Thames is beautiful, but she's also not like the the standard of American beauty. Okay, you know what okay. I'm saying? She's tall, she's thick, she's dark skinned, you mm. know what I'm saying? Um, her features do not fit fit. Like they're American Western features. Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? So that may prompt us to be like, Oh, let me show a little more sex sexiness. But however, for me, I think with hers, I don't feel the same as how it is with Chloe. It's a tad bit different. But may- yeah. maybe because I also did not Really know about Thames before she came out with Whiskey. I didn't. I never yeah, saw. Her. That I didn't was see my the interview. introduction to Thames. And you know that the whole conversation is mainly with her Nigerian fans. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I'm not really aware of her interviews and things she said. So, as a Christian, if in her interview she said, "Oh, my body is for Jesus," it is now like, okay, now that you're showing your body, are you saying your body is no longer for Jesus? It does make one ponder on that. Like, okay, why are you still saying? Oh, I'm showing my body, but it is still for Jesus. I'm down for that. Or are you saying I'm showing my body now, girl? I am no longer Christian. Or because I, I feel like you can still be Christian by you can still be sexy yeah. Christian. You know what I'm saying? And I think in this faith-based environment or Christian environment, or religious environment in general, um, it's like people, you know, they put sexy in one corner of you being uh, circular. You know what I'm saying? Right. Circular. And um, if you're about your religion, whether it's Christian, Muslim, you do you have to have some type of modesty to you. you exactly. Know what I mean? And I think it's possible to have some in between between of that. Course. You know what I'm saying? And I think I fall into it. Like I have, as you said, days that you know I want to be a little bit sexy. I want to mm. show a little bit cleaver. It doesn't mean really, I ain't praying to God today. You okay. know what I'm saying? Um, or I just feel like being modest today. You know what I mean? Are they levels? Yes, there are levels. I think they're absolute levels, you know? Um, but it's just quite interesting. I, I do think Chloe be doing too much sometimes. So I think Chloe is, some of her things is attention-based. Then, uh, you know what pisses me off? When women say, I'm owning my sexuality. When it's like, you just want the attention. Yeah, it's like, girl, you put you promote your sexuality and then you say people judge you on your sexuality. Or like, like, we're all meant to be naked anyways. Who said that? Girl, that's what they all be saying. Like, it's human body. It's beautiful. Embrace it. It's like, okay, yeah, we know that. But you're doing but too you're much. you're naked. But you're doing too much. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely feel like, first of all, I don't even feel like Thames be doing that much. Let's even start there. No. I think that some people are, you you know, again, that's that night job. You know, thought process, yeah, of like what it means to be modest and what it means to be out there. And I do think part of it was like with Tams crossing over into the more Western world of fame, she sees what you know what is attractive and what and how they solicit themselves. Because I'm sure there's like you know you trying to do a photo spread. Depending on the magazine, they're not going to be saying put turtle neck. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> not turtle neck. For me. real. Some, it's just like, this is how the stylist wants to dress you. Mm-hmm. And this is that. Am for I, the photo shoot. For yeah. the photo shoot. Am I going to now be saying like, oh, my body mm. is a temple for Jesus. Not saying that if that's your virtue and you stand by it, you stand by it. Stand by but it. But you know, but it's going to come with a consequence for your career. Yeah. And I think she's in a point in her career where she realizes like, you know, God has blessed me with this. He wouldn't take it away, and I'm not, I'm not compromising myself. Because even the picture she posted, it wasn't. She wasn't naked like that. No, she wasn't naked. She, it wasn't raunchy at all. So, no. 
I think she feels like this is a compromise I can make. I think, nonetheless, what, what, whichever way you go is some type of consequence. Because now yeah. the fact that she's choosing to like show a little more skin is consequence of this, you know, conversation. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, and she may lose some fans based on that. Um, so it's like you can never please anybody. Like people will complain whether you're modest. Oh, you're too modest. Why are you not okay. showing body? You're uptight. You're showing body. You're showing too much body. Exactly. You know? Um. So yeah, it's always gonna be something. So um, since that conversation that you had about us maybe putting too much on our celebrities. Audrey O'Day, who was a former member of Day 26, actually had an interesting conversation with the Shade Room where she talks about the gatekeepers of the music or just the entertainment industry in general. And I kind of want to play a little bit of that clip. Can release a genius album, and the two biggest artists that have huge record deals are Addison Ray and Bad ba- 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 Baby. Baby? Yeah, Bad Baby. Yeah. yeah. Catch me outside, girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's stop pretending they have talent, please. I I don't know if what they did, I don't know the dances that she did on TikTok. I'm sure they were very impressive. Um, Maybe she should go with Gil and learn Janet Jackson's choreography like we had to. Mm. Or stand in front of Diddy, Jay-Z, or L.A. Reid and sing and prove yourself every day like I had to. Nowadays, the gatekeepers are gone. Everybody thinks they're a star. Everybody can be a star. You can fart the national anthem on TikTok. And you're more famous than me. You're more relevant than me. You have bigger numbers than me. Congratulations. But the old school people that really had to fight through through the gatekeepers every step of the way, there's a good group of us that have a little chip on our shoulder about how things have transitioned. I kind of agree with Aubrey all day. I do think that the element of the gatekeepers in the entertainment industry is missing. And Mm. not to say, I think that, you know, people start feeling like, oh, you don't got to be an asshole or mean. Maybe this is where I'll be aligning with Nicki Minaj. Because I align in the sense where it's like, what have you done to be in the space with me? What have you done to earn this rank, this status? I do think there are a lot of people who just have a moment on social media and believe that they are of a certain ilk. You know, like Bad Baby really ain't did nothing. We, Gee, we she, fe- she even music, like even she's quote unquote transitioned into music. We haven't heard the music that she's transitioned to. She does have a lot of music followers, a uh, fan base with her music. I just think we're not in it. I mean, is her music great? Absolutely not. Oh, wow. It's not. I no, didn't know that. No, she I thought does. She got famous off OnlyFans now. She's more fa- she's more famous and richer. Of, she's richer off of OnlyFans. Oh wow! But after that, um, Phil, Doctor Phil show, um, she got on social media. This girl, I don't know if you remember Brittany from Love and Hip Hop. Yes, she's a writer. She writes her music. Oh, she I was watching her. You know, she bad baby. Is it bad baby? Bad baby. I thought it was bad Barbie. Bad bad baby. She had a little. You know those little shows on Snapchat. Oh, she had one on Snapchat too. Really? Yes. And she has someone who, someone who writes her music. She's still as trashy, nasty behavior yeah. to her mom, all that, Italian and all that. Um, I'm like, oh, I didn't even know you were Italian, the way you acting. But it is kind of like, does she really have the talent? Nothing. No. 
Like anybody yeah, can hop on a beat and you have a writer, you can say something. And it's like they do get a lot of these things. They get these shows. They get these endorsements. They get these things. It's like, what the hell do they do? But you know what? I don't blame them. We can't even blame them. It's the people who are giving them the shows. For sure. It's the, the, the record label. Now, that's what record labels do. This, this is why they now pressure the original stars, the original talented people to like be TikTok famous. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because even, um, what's this girl? I forgot what her name is. Haley. Bailey? Haley, no, Haley, this white girl. Halsey? Halsey, yeah, yeah. She mentioned how, like, she was pressured by, you know, her record label, like, she needs to be make a TikTok famous song. Yeah. And it's like, due to the fact that all these TikTok people are famous, that's what these people are looking for now. It's also to me, social media based. Yeah. Who are people watching on TikTok? Who are people watching on social media? All right, you know what? Let's get them, let's get them, find them a writer. They ain't got to write nothing. We could auto-tune their ass. But we could put some instruments over it. Boom, they got an album. They got a single that's popping. I think they need to start understanding that the algorithm is fake. Like, interest does not equal marketability. Because I may watch something on TikTok on some, it's 2 a.m., and I'm just like, what the hell is this? What they do? That's funny. And that's a view. But that doesn't mean I'm... I'm interested in them. That doesn't mean I'm now invested in this person. That's absolutely true. You know, there have definitely been some influ- influences that have encountered that situation. Was yeah. like, oh, I have this much followers, but I dropped the t-shirt line and no one bought the shit. Facts. Let's talk about Sweetie. Oh, or Sweetie. Because, yeah, yeah. you know, what well, her new album she dropped, they were saying it only made like 2,000 sales or whatever per week That's or so. Horrible. And they're saying like, oh, she's this. she has this much followers on social media. She had a little Snapchat show. She has a YouTube um, yeah, whatever she has too. mad collaboration. You know, so it's just like, damn, how didn't you sell many? How? How? Like, was this a marketing thing? Was this an error mistake where, like, they didn't do the job, their job in her record label? Or was it just, like, I, facts? You know what I'm I saying? I mean, I just don't even think anybody really regards Sweetie as an artist, really. I Ooh. think, like, she has hits. Like, we've acknowledged that she has hits. And even that last mixtape she dropped, the uh, Pretty Girl music mixtape or whatever, mm-hmm. I did like the artist that she showcased. Okay. Um, but... So Weedy herself with music, she's never been that that girl. I mean, she said she makes songs for pretty bitches. So she, she said, said if you that. can't relate, that means you ain't buy. You ain't buy it, that means you can't relate. I genuinely didn't listen at all because I had no interest. Seriously. I really don't. I have no idea how a, a chord off that album goes. I, I literally didn't listen to anything. Yeah. Um, not even because I have some allegiance to Quavo or whatever. It just was like. <laughs> not allegiance to Quavo. So it just was like. Sweetie doesn't move me, and I didn't hear a single that intrigued me. You know? Yeah. I think Sweetie is the type of artist that singles move her music. She tried to do a little surprise drop. It didn't work for her. Yeah, because even with the, the time from which she did it, with, you know, after Takeoff's death, it was like literally a week after. Yeah, it just wasn't It wasn't cute to do it. Like, yeah, it was like a week after his funeral. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Yeah. Um, but... We definitely do need more gatekeepers. Um, it doesn't make sense that TikTok TikTokers are, because even me, I'm like, if I go famous on IG or TikTok, I would, I'll be shocked if I'm invited to the, the Grammys Mets. or the Mets. I'm like, whoa, I'm here with those people. That's why this is probably happening so much on social media too. Exactly, and that's how I feel like rob robberies and all these killings too. Because I feel like people who are not who haven't earned their way to these spaces are in these spaces and they don't know how to act. Mm-hmm. Like they seeing a lot of money and they seeing a lick. They haven't earned the right to be like, oh, these are my peers. 
have on the right, they don't have the class, they don't have the status. They haven't even like improved themselves. Yeah, they so, haven't like, grown yet. I mean, I'm no say, but it just reminds me of just with Cardi B trying to fight Nikki at was he at the Met? It was at the Vanity Fair after party. It was like, come on, it's just certain things, certain behaviors come with class. Like we yeah. know rich people have their drama. For sure. Absolutely, they definitely do. But they and rich people do be fighting too. They For get sure. dirty as a no, normal folks do. But listen, they do it amongst their peers though. They do it in private. They don't do it out there in public. You know what I'm saying? Um, so it definitely is weird. It's mm-mm. People are having too much access to wealth and to class and, you know, being elite and, you know, it's, it's ridiculous. Yes. You know what? So, um, I don't know if you ever watch, um, Christy Knows Best. It's a show. I didn't watch it. Wasn't it on E or something it, like yeah, that? Yeah. It's an E show. And it's basically a dad and his wife and family and his, and his mom. I thought they was brother and sister. No. So, mind you, he's definitely flamboyant. And he's giving zesty flamboyant. Now, for me, and I've always mentioned that I don't feel like every man I see that's flamboyant is gay. Right. Because of, you know, growing up in Nigeria, I've seen many of those. But maybe out of ignorance, actually. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Maybe it is that. But I do believe some men can be like, because maybe you grew up with women. Yeah, some men are feminine. You know? Feminine. So anyway, but this man is zesty. He's like, wait, let me question myself. Is zesty a wrong term to use? No, because, it's so crazy. You know what I'm thinking about? I'm thinking about like once we get popular, they're going to put out put certain out some old episodes that we going to say some shit, G. And I be like, well, I'm ready to defend myself. <laughs> I didn't know better. I'm sorry. I'm be like, that's how we was talking in my hood. Okay. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, if you know, he has like four or five kids with his wife. Super zesty man. You know, with the hand, with the like girl, woo, woo, whatever. Like it was, was giving Ryan Leslie, I thought. May his soul rest in peace. Ryan Leslie, Ooh, the Ryan Leslie. the white man that be on like those shows like Arrested Development and stuff like that. You yeah, know, he was TikTok famous. He died in a car crash recently. The older man. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah 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 yeah. Maybe a, a notch, a little not a, a little notch before that, but it was given that. Yeah. Does that make sense? It reminds me of you know Jackie Harry. Remember that gay stylist she married. I do not remember that. Jackie Harris, the sisters, the mom. Yeah, I didn't know she married a gay style. I will show you. He had a reality TV show, I know Star Jones married a gay man. You remember that? Yes. Anyway, but let's get to the tea. (laughs) Um, So, I've been watching this show for a minute. So, now they're actually going to jail for fraud tax invasion. Um, So, Todd and Julie Christie learned their federal prison sentencing on Monday. Um, and they're guilty for tax evasion case. The judge sentenced Todd to 12 years in prison plus 16 months probation. His wife, Julie, was sentenced to seven years in prison plus 16 months probation. Um, Persecutors said that Chrissy took out $30 million in fraudulent bank loans to fund their lavish lifestyle and extravagant spending even before they became reality te- television stars. I want to, real quick, it's so much like parts to this because I want to get into like Social media, fame, this rich people, mm-hmm. Beverly Hills, LA, wherever. Like, rich people's like, a lot of them are doing fraud. Hell yeah. A lot of them are paying the sister. Hell yeah, they're not rich. It be fake. It don't even be real. People like, don't be making money like they think that they you do. Think, exactly. It's like, to support your lifestyle, you're doing okay for yourself, but... They be scamming the system. Yeah. They be, and it's like, you may get a lot away with it for like a couple of years, but listen, it catches up. IRS yeah. don't play. They get their money. But the juicy part with this situation is that it was his ex-lover. 
ex male lover, hey. his good friend guy lover, mm. that was actually exposed them. That actually went to report the whole situation. Exactly. Not his man snitched on him. He actually, yeah, it was his ex lover that they had a gay affair. Business ex business partner. At that, so business partner meaning he had access to some of his finances. Hmm. Um, he was the one who actually um exposed him, I guess, through a, a blackmail or so. They had an affair, and their affair continued on to 2012. Um, then Christy wanted to end it. Long story short, the guy was upset, reported his information, and boom, here they are. That's the main tea. Listen, hell have no fury like a woman scorned. That's not a biological woman, but that's a woo woo woman. And I'm dead. Hold on, let you know. Let's watch our thumbs. he said, "Give man, he doesn't identify as a trans." You right. <laughs> no, <laughs> you said it. Let, true. Let's respect. Okay, right. I mean, I'm learning. Um, but you know what? My question I actually want to, you know, ask regarding this is the wife. That's also you know she's not serving as much, yeah. and I'm sure that maybe they will take turns serving it. Because they are taking, they do have, you know, sometimes they do allow couples to do that. So that one, so that one will be with a child. Uh, Absolutely. I can't remember, uh, I have to think about it, a famous couple that did it. I did not know that. I thought everybody just going to go to jail. No, they won't go at once, depending on the situation. So, so sometimes the husband may go first, you know, because you have a long, a longer like situation. And then after the wife will go. So that, okay, then we'll take turns being with the kids. So we don't know their situation yet. And they, they are taking care of their, their granddaughter that's half black. Um, because the mom, I think the mom is a drug addict kind of situation. Even their son is into drugs. So they're, she's even on the show. So she's, so they're saying, but taking care of the granddad. They have like a young son too. Damn. But my question is, as the woman, can you serve jail time for what your husband did? I would hope not. Can you? Because now this is taxes. And as Mary Cup, you, you file the same tax. Yeah. And what if, you know, you know, I feel like I know of women who don't know how their husbands are filing their taxes. Because it's like, you trust your husband. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I always say this, because my mom has said, um, my dad, she was like, oh, I wish I was more. After a while, you know, you're just like, oh, my, my husband got it. Right. My husband got it, but it's like, gee, this is for the household. You need to know every penny that's going and going out because you're all filing taxes as one, as a unit. So not I don't know the full story if she didn't know what was going on regarding the tax evasion, especially with an ex gay lover involved. That exactly. makes it kind of shaky. But if she didn't know about it, how would you feel that you have to serve time for your husband? You know, not involving his gay lover no, stuff, but like for a crime. For he a did. crime, my husband commit. I would be. I, I'm sorry. I don't. Would you be like, deuces? Heck no! I'm exposing all secrets. I ain't going I'm to jail. Sorry. Like, yeah, what I got to do? Are you writing down? You are writing with your husband because you got kids with him it too. Depends, it depends. Because but if like you was doing some shit behind my back. No, I'm not riding with you. So it depends on what? Depends on if it's behind your back or... Yes, if it was behind my back, you were sneaking around, I'm not riding with you because you ain't riding with me. But if I knew for real and it was just that, then we holding each other down. And so, and he come back... Now that he's going to jail, will he come back fully gay? Ah. You know, I mean, because they do say... No, we got to break up, though, because of that, <laughs> though, for real. But 12, 12, 12 years is a long time. He's going to be gone for 12 years. She's going to be gone. And m- m- listen, these people are old, too. They're, like, in their 50s. If anything, the yeah. wife is probably, like, 45. He definitely 50. Like, it's not Damn. like, oh, they're in their 20s. They're in or their 30s. 30s. I'm going to look up their age really quick. Damn. But it's like, that is also, a, yeah, Todd is 53. 
Todd is 53. So they're going to be getting out older. Yeah. They're they, they going to be in well in their 60s by the time they come out. It's, it's definitely quite sad. Yeah, he is 53, and I'm sure the wife is probably maybe 50. At most, 50. Mm. Um, But what I serve jail time for my husband, you know, already know how I feel about that shit. Heck nah, nah. that ride or die, it comes with conditions. Sorry. It comes with conditions. I'm sorry, G. Sorry. Because does, I feel the, yeah. listen, the way Phaedra from Real House of Atlanta felt, yeah. I felt the exam, exact same way. Yeah. So a little backstory with Real House of Atlanta, Phaedra. She did marry a convicted, a convicted felon. Yes. Okay, he was convicted for battery, robbery, whatever the case. After they're married for a couple of years, you know, you're in the spotlight. You're married to a lawyer. You have what you, you're doing. You guys are doing business together, fit fam, working out videos, whatever. And then you go and start doing cracking cards. Fraud. It was also fraud he did, right? Yeah. He was gone for what, eight years? He was gone for eight uh, years. He was gone for a minute. So for her, people were like, oh, why are you not writing down with him? Now, should she have gone to like the courts with him? Sure. You know what I mean? Maybe. She could have short, so shorter, you know, at least attend one. Be supportive in that way. But I understand her plight in the sense of like, you've already been through this nonsense. You've already served jail time. You know what it tastes like. Now that you have two sons, you two young better. kids and you're married, what would make you go down that line again? And it's like, we already doing well. And you want me to to ride ride with you? Yeah. You got me fucked up, bitch. It's like, we doing well. You was greedy. I'll ride with you if you're naturally broke on something. You lost your job. I'll ride with you if you're sick. You know what I mean? Shit happened. Life happened. Yeah. But if you intentionally... Go and commit random crimes. That no, you I didn't have to, G. Heck nah. I am not riding Heck with nah. So I do kind of feel bad for that whole situation. For your kids, too. Because it's like, it, it fucking sucks. They literally got like five kids. So, yeah. you know, Ooh. yeah, and the youngest, I feel like the youngest is uh, maybe 12 or 13, you know, so no matter how short, whether it's two years, three years, that's a major time period to be from, away from your child. And offer what's the limelight to buy extra Gucci to fly private jets? Like, really? Yeah, just to flex a little bit more for the gram. That's it, just to flex for the gram. Damn. Mm-mm-mm. So y'all well, be careful out there. Okay. So let's next talk. Let's talk some TV stuff. So y'all know we are some Real Housewives girls. We love us some Real Housewives. And right now, the season that's on is the Real Housewives of Potomac. So recently in the Real Housewives of Potomac, um, you know there's already been a lot of violence on that show with Monique fighting Candace. Recently, we have a situation where Mia gets into it with Wendy. Um, basically, what happened was Wendy was doing something with Peter, a former Real Housewife husband, where she was trying to start a, a restaurant or something like that. Basically, she didn't follow up with the restaurant, and they're in Miami, and they decided to go to Bar One, which is Peter's restaurant. Mm-hmm. And Mia takes it upon herself to really defend Peter, I guess, is what she's calling mm-hmm. it. One thing led to another. Mia throws a drink on Wendy. Wendy pops off, and Robert is in the corner to record it all. <laughs> so, there's a lot to unpack with this fight. First of all, who's wrong? So, I definitely watched that fight. Um, of course, they both have wrongs in it, but Mia did yeah. the most. You know what I'm saying? For me, it's like, you on a reality TV show, right? You know that shit will pop off. Pop off. Yeah. People will talk shit regardless. People will come at you regardless. It's kind of it's part of the NDA of being a reality TV show, mm. and you also being a newer cast. 
seeing what happened in past seasons. Because she's a newer cast. She came, what, two, two, this is her second season. Yeah. So for us to throw drinks on Wendy's over what? Over what? Are we not both insulting yeah, each other? it wasn't that deep. Wendy wasn't pointing her finger on her face. It really wasn't that deep to you throw a saying? drink. It wasn't. Yeah. So I, I definitely do feel that it's unfair how the cast members are treating the situation, especially yeah. Giselle and Robin. I actually don't even add Giselle in this because I don't think Giselle... Giselle been, was quiet. She's quiet. She didn't say this nothing. This is more Robin. It definitely is more Robin. But it is kind of, and I like how Ashley is definitely, you know, standing up on the situation. Um, but it's kind of like, you didn't have to do that. Now, Wendy handled it really well. Yes. I don't know if I would have and been no. that chill. Yeah. But, like, you have to be someone who's very stable emotionally and mentally and always constantly aware of, like, what you have to lose. Yeah. Because she's a professor. Yeah, cause because we she, she's a CNN spokesperson, too. So she really cannot afford to do that. Because even after the first drink was thrown at her, she, uh, me, are trying to throw something else at her too. Yeah. So it, it's it's ridiculous. Now my question is: Is this now really a light skin dark skin thing? Right. Oh, is that what they saying? Again? No, I'm asking this question because I'm saying this because you know with the whole Monique situation, right? Mm-hmm. Um. Now and you know how Giselle and Robin so they really were strong against how Monique handled that situation. Now right. I know Monique was throwing punches, but I still think Candace deserved it. Okay, that's a different story. But now Wendy versus Mia. Nobody did anything to even try to stop it. Because when he said itch bay. You say itch bay? I never heard. What are She's you? a bitch. Itch bay? That's pig Latin. Oh, okay. She's a bitch. Mm. Wendy's a bitch. Man, and it's like, sister. okay. And it's like, sorry to say, but Wendy, she got that energy. Candace, Candace has. Candace just is a little bit more. Chatty but, with it. Yeah, but Wendy be talking to them girls anyway. Wendy be feeling herself. She talks to them like, I'm the best, I'm the most educated, I'm this, I'm Dr. Wendy. And she, she also has an Nigerian thing to her too. African, yeah. Is that African um, arrogant flair that yes. she got? It's, an Af- it's, it's very specific. It's like, girl. Calm down. You know what I mean? It's not that deep. So Wendy had it coming, and she's very rude to Mia in general. She's she always telling me, shut up, be quiet, you a hoe, you this. Did you get a vagina a done? And it's like, I think that in the moment it wasn't called for, but Mia just was like, I'm not going to deal with you. And you talking about my husband? Bye. No, Mia did. Mia was quite feeling her. I don't ever agree with that because, no, I agree that what's her name no, was the most. No, I don't agree that Mia did it in the wrong moment. That's what it was. It was like the moment didn't call for that. That was like, but she just don't like Wendy, and she was talking about her husband, so she used it as an excuse. But it was like over Peter, though? That's what I'm saying. It didn't call for it. That wasn't even really about Peter. If you think about it, it was about everything else. Yeah. It's like she been wanting to do this. I think this season, Mia is definitely feeling herself, because even with her friend now being on the show for a few episodes, you see that the way she's so treating weird. her friend. Yeah, that is so weird. Um, but it is definitely weird, and we'll see how it plays out. I'm not for violence at all. It's like, if for me, I'm like, if you want to talk shit, make sure you could back this shit up. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Make sure you could back this stuff up. You know what I'm saying? Of course, don't be surprised. If you talk like Candace, you're talking hella big shit. Don't surprise me if I smack you now. Okay. Because I don't believe in the sense of, I don't 100% believe in the, like, oh, we just using our mouths to talk. We just using our words. No. Because sometimes certain things, like, you just don't say. It's like, you're going to make me react. I'm going to react. Sorry. I didn't mean to. Listen. You just I, caught me off guard. I'm going to be better with my hands than I'm with my mouth. Period. And you may better with your mouth than your hands, but listen, where's the, where, where can we meet to the halfway? Okay. <laughs> 
Oh man, we'll see. It's definitely quite juicy. It's definitely quite juicy. You guys should definitely watch it. I need you to watch Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, G. I'm telling you, this white woman drama is different. White woman drama is different. Like, white woman tears, they be doing it for each other too. Like, it's so ridiculous. And then, you know, this bitch has got money. Like, it's nice to see, like, the type of, like, this Potomac, they don't have money. Potomac, they're poor. Actually, no, 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 no. They are poor. Compared to the other housewives. Yes. These people are wearing $60,000 Birkin bags. Damn. And they will show, oh, her Birkin bag is $60,000. The house is point whatever million dollars, okay? The shoes is 20K. Like, you need to watch. Because for me, this reality TV age of like, oh, um, reality TV is only showing um, negativity of black women, right? right? It's portraying black women in a negative way, which partly I could agree. Maybe with a love and hip hop. Love and hip hop, yeah. Um, but reality TV, if you think about reality TV, the history of reality TV, it's white people acting a fool. It sure is. It's really white folks acting a fucking fool. Yeah. And I don't know why. I'm trying to figure out what the difference is between their type of fool and foolery. No, it's just that it's always a fool. We just are more sensitive to black people being a fool. Maybe Both of black. it is a fool. Though. Because they be getting violent. They throw, they throw, throw glasses. Drinks, they do throw all drinks. They be sleeping around. They be cursing they do, each other out. Yeah, I'm they do destroy. all that shit. White people be like, I'm going to destroy you and take you down. That'd be crap. Kathy Hilton, the Hilton's wife, yeah. is on the show. And she's like, I'm going to destroy all these bitches out here. She ain't say bitches. But I have power NBC okay. with E-News. I'm going to destroy all of them. They're all roaches. See? <laughs> They're not roaches. And I'm just like. And you know, black people, we don't play about This is a socialite. Exactly. This is a socialite who's been in the game for how many years now? Okay? You need to watch it, G. But anyway, um. I do be thinking about watching the other franchises. No, All you, I watch is the black franchise. No, no, no. You, you got to branch out. New Jersey, New Jersey too, girl. You know, the Italians too, so yeah. they ghetto. Italians <laughs> is ghetto. They ghetto. Italians are ghetto. They on some, we shaking a table. We finna, on some Juno, what they call them? Juno, juice, whatever. All this Italian man. Yeah, juice Ju- heads. Juice heads. Now, nah, listen, that shit is for real. Um, Guidos. That's the word I'm looking for. Um, but let's get into a quick music and TV. Anything you want us to know about what you're watching, listening to? Um, Abbott Elementary is still good. I'm waiting for the new episode. I think it dropped. There was an episode that did drop this week. I haven't this watched week it or yet. Last week? This week. It's a very good. I don't know why I tweaked on the show. It's a uh, yeah, hilarious it's a show. show. Um, Love and Marriage Huntsville. Kimmy so sad. I'm, I be crying every time we do something. With Kimmy. I can't believe every it. time it's like stage three cancer. I it's, yeah, it's like every time I see Kimmy and they talk about her storyline, I'm crying because I'm like, it's Kimmy. It's Kimmy. Um, so that's you know that's that. What else? I want to watch the new. I want to watch the new Blood and Water. Everybody that watches, Did you that, watch the first season. I've watched all the shows, so, oh, so I'm, I'm this. I'm it. waiting to watch the new season. I heard it's good. Everybody that's telling me about it said they binged it. They said it's really good. So I'm thirsty to watch that. I'm, I didn't I'm, watch the first season. You didn't watch the first season? season? I watched the first season. I'm like an original Blood and Water fan. Okay, I'm gonna check it out because it's also based on a book too. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do kind of want to watch, watch the Wednesday. I'm watching that. Is it good? I heard it's good. It's cute. Yeah. So I do want to watch it. I like Adam's family. Yeah, it's cute. You Um, know, Catherine Jones is the mom. Yeah. It's cute. And yeah, so that's it really. I'm just, I got so much going on, child. I'll be watching TV sparingly. I watch Women's King. 
Did you? I watched it at, at, in Texas on you know at home. We paid oh, the twenty. Nice. It's like $20 to watch it. Oh, nice. Because I'm like, we'll probably pay more at the movies to watch it. With snacks and everything. Okay. Um, But it was good. I heard it was very Viola good. Davis did a good job. Even the the girl that, that played her daughter, the, the main other main cast, it, it was a great cast. I heard it was a great movie. It was very good. Um, it's definitely it's inspirational as well. It's Aww. like it's nice to see. And they shot it in South Africa too. Nice. So I like that that it was authentic in that sense, like the land, you know what I mean? Um it was good. Just you know, even though it's fictional, also somewhat based on, you know, true story. It's nice to see that you know, we did. It's just nice to see that depiction of like that fight. You mm. know what I mean? Of fighting against slave trade, of African being one, and you know, people tend to forget as Africans we are different tribes. Yeah, we are different ethnicities and different cultures. It's very much so. Even with in Nigeria, it's over two hundred lang over hundred languages spoken. You know, different tribes and stuff. You know what I'm saying? And before Nigeria was called Nigeria, well, Igbo were different people. They were a group of their own. You know what I'm saying? Yoruba was a group of their own. The Oyo Empire were a group on their own. Their own. Mm-hmm. No, we weren't like one Nigeria. Um, so it's just nice to kind of see somewhat of history. Uh-huh. One thing I took away from it was um, Vala Davis. She was saying like, okay, yes, even though these people are not our tribe, but we're still one as a people. Yeah. We're not going to sell our people. Um, so I definitely like that. It was a good show, a good movie to watch. Um I want to watch Black Adam. It's out. Is it yeah. Black Adam? Is that what it's called? Yeah, with The Rock. Yeah, I'll probably mm-hmm. watch it at home. It's like $25. I'll probably watch it. When it goes on $20, so I'll probably watch it at home. I watched The Beast. The Idris Elba. Oh, I've been, I did want to watch it's that. Like five, it's $5.99 now on well, Amazon Prime. Oh, I might check that out. All of this. Amazon Prime be having the newer movies. Um, And it was good, too. You know, it's also South Africa. You know what I'm mm-hmm. I want to go to South Africa at this point. I've been, you know, I told you I have an uncle in South Africa that's been you telling me, like, that. just come through. We should plan that. We like we yeah. had a client who went there for ten days, and she went with her agency where they planned each excursion, and they saw like the lions and all that kind of Ooh, stuff. Child, she said it was shit. good. It was safari. a long trip. I don't know if I can't do safari. I don't know. I'm scared. I'm, I'm really scared because they be in just a regular fucking car. I need like a steel cage. But even like with the steel cage, one the lions be climbing on top. I could do that because I know they can't get in. Ah, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't, That's I, my type of thrill. Y'all be doing them heights and roller coasters and zip lines. I can be in a steel cage with a lion. Uh, I'm still scared. I'm still very much scared. Um, but yeah, that's all I've been watching. Um, yeah, I, what have I been listening to? Listening to a lot of like Alexa, play me songs by Wizkid. That's funny. Yeah, Alexa, play me songs by Born a Boy. So I've been listening to different things. So that's definitely being a vibe. Um, I'm not listening to anything. You know what? I've been listening to some um, Fuji. For really? Thanksgiving, all we listened to was um, what's his name? Wasu G. Like that. That it's nice to like go back in time or Haruna Shala. Mm-hmm. Like the stuff you know they play at Niger parties when yeah. you're like 12 years old, G. And your mama and daddies used to dance to. That's what I was listening to. Oh, so. that's fun. Mm-hmm. But let's go to our next segment of the show. Our favorite segment of the show is a Lodo of the Week. An Lodo. Somebody who is a dumbass, stupid, makes poor decisions, comparable to a donkey. Oh, Lodo Rabata. Woo! fast. So our Lodo of the Week is Balesi Gagagaga. <laughs> Balesi or Gogo Gagagaga. No, but for real, Balenciaga. 
fashion brand Balenciaga has been in a lot of hot water recently. Mm-hmm. So originally there was a um, campaign that came out that kind of alluded to child pedophilia. The campaign was uh, a bunch of children with um, teddy bears that are in like dominatrix harnesses. And honestly, at first I didn't like take it as child ped- pedophilia, but what really made it stick out was that if you look closely, um, the letters on the table of the campaign were letter letters talking about a law to or a bill that want that the people wanted to be passed to like accept pedophilia essentially. Ah, wow. Um, so that's kind of what made it like even more crazy. Since then, Balenciaga has decided to um, not only issue a personal apology, but they have decided to sue their production company, saying that the, it's their production company's fault essentially for why these images came out. Um, following that, it's now come out that Balenciaga is um, secretly supporting a campaign for um, a art company that sells pedophilic art. So basically the pedophilic art is images of children with like sexual and genital areas as like parts of their body. It's like a really weird campaign. So I'm just saying Balenciaga, y'all some goofies because at some at this point it's giving y'all like child abuse. It definitely is weird. You know what I'm also looking at this rich people they're creepy. They're nasty. Like this was the guy that killed himself in jail. Jeffrey Epstein. Jeffrey you know, you can't tell me that he wasn't involved in pedophilia. No, he was. That's With what he did. With 13 year old girls. Yeah. So it's like this, um, what's Balenciaga? Balenciaga. Uh-huh. What are they called? Balenciaga. With them trying to sue the production company, you cannot tell me that your production did, company did something you were not aware of. Exactly. That you didn't sign off on. Exactly. That you didn't know every step. You didn't, you like, no, 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 no. That, that's ridiculous. And like somebody to, knew. You're pushing the blame. You want someone else to take the blame. Unfortunately, the type of society we live in, we all, everyone loves brands, high whatever. You know, people are going to forgive them. It's, listen, yeah. before you know it, next week, they're going to come up, come up with a new, a new design of bags, of shoes, whatever. People forget about it. Yeah, the whole, I don't know. I don't even understand name brands sometimes, to be honest. I just think that some things are just name brand. Mm-hmm. And Balenciaga, y'all had y'all moment. It's time for y'all to go. A logo, complete a logo of the week. Did you put the drop? Yeah. All right. All right. So Care for the Culture. Who do we have for Care for the Culture? So for Care for the Culture, we have U.S. Senator um, Hakeem Jeffries. So Hakeem Jeffries, on top of being a U.S. Senator, he's actually made history as the first African-American to become an elected leader of the House of Democrats. So, as you guys know, a lot of political things have been going on. As of right now, there's actually a runoff going on in Georgia, um, a runoff election. So, if you all are Georgia listeners, please make sure you go and vote. But this is just amazing because I think that, you know, as much as we talk about all the things going on in America, one of the first ways to eradicate a lot of this racism and just try harder is to get more of us and more representation in um, public elected officials. So, this is a big deal, and I just wanted to shout out. Hakeem Jeffries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you for doing great for the community. All right. Any last note, last comments you want to add before we go to the quote of the week? Mm-mm. 
All right, so my quote of the week um, has to do with second chances. They say, second chances do come your way. Like trains, they arrive and depart regularly. Recognizing the ones that matter is the trick. Um, another quote that I do have in mind, this is by Maya Angelou, says, I did then what I knew how to do. Now that I know better, I do better. So mm. if you're given a second chance regarding whatever it is in your life, education, career, relationship, a lesson learned, personal life, you see a second, ch- a second chance, take hold of it, make use of it in a very positive way, learn from it. One thing I learned is that if you don't learn from your mistakes, life will keep on teaching you the same Facts. lesson till you freaking get it, you know? Um, so that's pretty much it. Thank you for tuning in. Continue to share our podcast with everybody, please. We have new things coming for you guys in the new year. So keep listening. Um, we have a lot of episodes, over 100 episodes. We have an excuse right now. So thank you for tuning in. This is Cross, Cross Culture. Somebody who is a dumbass, stupid, makes me Hey, it is Erica Mona. It's Damio, and this is Cross Culture. Do you know how we like to start?